Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today, um, I have a very special lady with me. Her name is Prima Zilberman, and um, I'm excited to share her story with you because she's literally thriving on so many different levels. So Prima has over 15 years of experience in in-depth spiritual learnings and practice, and she uses spirituality to really accomplish all of her life goals, including marrying the man of her dreams, owning a custom home in Manhattan, traveling the world as often she wants, becoming a lawyer, creating a multi-million dollar architecture firm that serves billion dollar clients. And uh, in her one-on-one coaching, she uses the power of the present moment to really tap into the client's world and seek the answers they need in accomplishing their goals. And um, not that that will be enough, <laughs> but like I said, um, Prima is um, really thriving, you know, on a spiritual level, on a personal level, on a financial level. So um, it basically, I think, is what so many of us are looking for. And you're getting it done on all levels. So I'm so thankful and happy to have you with us today and uh, sharing your story with all of us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, we're the ones who are the lucky ones <laughs> because, um, actually also to give people a little bit of, um, background on where we met, um, actually what I think, uh, really connected me to you was when we, uh, when I heard your story, um, one year ago, almost, um, a date with destiny in Australia, um, The reason was um, that you actually, you come from, let's say, a a Russian background. You moved to the U.S. from former Soviet Union very, very early on in your childhood. Um, So that's one thing we had in common. And right that moment when you shared your story was all about, you know, let's say the the lack of fun in your pursuit Mm -hmm. of um, actually, you know, um, implementing your personal goal, because on a business side, you had already made it, but then the spiritual journey was so important to you. And so I myself was in the right, in the, in the same moment back then where I was like, I'm doing all those things, but I'm not feeling the fun. And so we just got to talk and then, um, you shared some, some more parts of your story. And I was like, wow. And so when I thought about creating this podcast, I thought like I need to have her because I think you can be such an inspiration for so many of us. Thank you. 
Yeah, I think we're so caught up in achievement, which is beautiful. But at the same time, it's like, why are we doing all of this? To yeah. enjoy ourselves and to, you know, share that joy with everyone around us. So I definitely got caught up in just becoming a lawyer, you know, making sure to get married. It was like a thing, right? Mm. And like having a daughter, um, you know, having a certain lifestyle. It's great. It's beautiful. But if you're constantly hustling and constantly trying to achieve things and experiences, but not really having fun while, you know, that's happening, then I think we're missing the picture. Like, what? why? Why? Yeah. It's right? like, what, what are we doing this all for? Yeah. So uh, take us a little bit back to actually like, you know, your, let's say your, your roots and how you started out, because like I mentioned, um, you weren't born in the US, you didn't spend all your life there. So um, how has the fact that you moved to the US and, you know, actually come from a totally cultural different background, how has that marked your, your life and your approach, especially um, around doing business? Because scaling, like doing a business is one thing, but scaling it to such a like successful level is a totally different thing. Okay, so I'll start with part one, you know, um, coming to the States. So I was eight years old. I didn't have much of a choice, obviously. My parents brought <laughs> me here and I'm, I feel so blessed and lucky that they have. You know, U.S. is not the easiest country to live in, especially in New York. Um, it's you're constantly on the go. You're constantly competing. You're, but, you know, but it also trains you to be really resourceful. So I feel blessed that um, they brought me here and the opportunities that I have. Um, and then that, of course, just like creating, creating, creating. That's brought me into spirituality because there was just so much programming and having to create. Mm. You, you do miss out on on the enjoyment part, right? So that's why that's why I got into spirituality because in my when I was in college, I was so so miserable because I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. I had so much pressure to become successful, and you know I was taught that. If you make a good living, you'll be that success, mm. you know, but I was blessed enough to, to see that that alone is not, you know, money is great. It's necessary without it. it you know, life is, is pretty hard, but that alone is not enough. So that brought me into spirituality. Somehow, you know, I was guided to get into meditation and I met my spiritual teacher who was a close student of Sai Baba out in India. And I got to go to India and meet Sai Baba when he was alive. And, and just that whole journey, it's, it's constant, constant inward looking and seeing what the universe is there to help you with. So, you know, coming to this country, it was, it was a great, it was great. Actually, it was a great lesson in um, being resourceful and because us has so much and, you're, you know, you're so blessed with so much. It makes you, it forces you to look deeper. Hmm. So would you We're say culturally yeah. in, in the former Soviet Union, you know, my family didn't have much. So of hmm. course their programming is okay. You, you know, you need to make a good living because things were so scarce. Yeah. It's like a little bit also hold on to what you have, right? Because I mean, there is not much out there in Soviet Union. 
but what would you say like if we if we take a look first like on your on your journey of becoming like of creating this business becoming a business owner with your with your husband would you say that coming from a different cultural background has helped you in developing in developing this or uh, actually the way you had to grow up in the in the US then um, like you say you had to constantly be doing stuff and you were raised to be uh, successful what would you say like has led you to this point of actually wanting to have a business and scaling it up um I think that's the American dream, right? So it's the whole coming here and, you know, making it as big as possible, especially mm -hmm. in New York. So that's just the way and the drive, the hunger, it's, I don't, it's kind of an innate. innate. Mm. It's, I guess it's a mix of programming from parents, society and wanting more. Because how did you make that shift? Like you, you, you said, or you mentioned that you were actually studying to become a lawyer. Well, I, I am a lawyer. You know, I, I'm, I'm a lawyer in, in two states, New York and New Jersey, and I practice it in-house for our architecture firm. I make sure to review all the contracts. And um, So becoming a lawyer was more of the programming, you know, being successful, professional. Mm. And I love law school, but practicing law, it was not, it was not fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And then my husband, he's an amazing architect and working for someone was not that, you know, that's just a stepping stone in my view of life. Mm -hmm. of, it's like you have to become a business owner, kind of. You don't have to have to, but um, for the for most people, you know, that's that's where freedom comes from. That's where yeah. being able to um, really push your limits. Mm -hmm. There's so much growth uh, in having a business. So it's just that was the next evolution in, in my human experience. So how was it then? Like, um, did your husband just say one, one day, I don't know, like what his path was, but did you guys just like think, okay, you know, why don't we start a company <laughs> or, you know? So, so he Take has a little bit back to, to, you know, to how... That yeah, he has started. the same background as I do. He also came oh, okay. from the former Soviet Union. Um, I was eight, he was nine, and we're a year apart. So and we so we came at the same time. So we have like the same amount of being American versus from Soviet mm. Union, which is cute. Uh, but you know, it's also that was like the next progression. And um, and money-wise, being an art, you know, architects are really not appreciated in our society. They're totally undervalued. And the salary of an architect in New York is just, it's embarrassing. So it's, you know, the push to make more money, mm -hmm. you know, starting a family, being able to afford to live in New York and stay in New York. Um, that, that was just like, it was the natural progression. It was just like, okay, we, we're going to go out on our own. And so you just did. Yeah, we just did. I mean, and this, I mean, it sounds just so easy, but... You know, when I, when I look at, I mean, if I look at my own journey and if I look at so many other people out there, it's like just taking the step, even though it sounds like so obvious, is so scary. And so, yes. so people get, you know, get discouraged before they even make that step. So I'm curious to find out, like, what actually gave you, you know, the the confidence and the 
maybe self-assurance to to know you know we're gonna do that we're just gonna push through we know we're gonna make it happen like so i i you know the mind will always throw things up at you to make it scary because it's there to protect you right so i rationalized with my mind we have basically nothing to lose i could always go back to having a law job and he could always go back mm -hmm. and be an architect and make more money uh you know after the experience so we so we didn't have a daughter then um we just we had nothing to lose how old were In you my actually? mind what how old were you actually uh i was 30 and he was 31. I mean, so I don't, I don't think age makes a difference. I think also, you know, my parents came here and they had absolutely nothing and they started a business okay. over 25 years ago and they worked really hard, but I could, they're, they're together mm -hmm. and it's nice to see my parents work together. And, um, so I had a really good example as well. And my aunt has a business and everyone around me has a business. You know, that's what they say. Who you spend time with is who you become. Yeah. So it's just a natural thing. It's like, okay, you, yeah, that was the next step. I see. Yeah. I think like for so many people having a role model, just, just one person even who's pursuing or doing things that you would like to accomplish is like such a rarity. So like you having been blessed with people who just were maybe forced had no other choice than starting a business but who were actually doing this um it's, it's such a blessing yeah but i and i think because of the internet these days we all have access to role models i don't think they need to be a physical role model it could be it could be there's so many stories now of all these people having nothing to making it huge and it's so i role models of everywhere you know it's 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 just being resourceful hmm. yeah you're true you're you're right like there's there's so many people out there and i think the i think the most maybe difficult thing is to make people actually tangible for you to make what they have accomplished like a possibility for you yeah i think people make it bigger than it really is i think chunking it down into smaller steps mm. instead of and instead of comparing yourself with someone who already made it you know uh you know that when they started out they they didn't make it and they were just they're working day in and day out baby steps those baby steps really add up and the way i view us it's like we're just as my husband says we're yeah. just scratching the surface Because, there, you know, the need to grow and expand is always there. Mm -hmm. And if we're not growing, we're contracting. So it's like kind of not much of a choice. You've got to grow. <laughs> I love that attitude. Just do it. Just grow. No fear. And um... there is fear. There's always fear. But it's about tricking the fear. It's about playing with the fear. There's there's fear. There's always going to be fear. It's about not letting fear control you. Yeah, exactly. And it's of course it's easier said than done, but it's that's you know that's the battle that we all have within us. We're afraid of so many things, but we're just you know we're constantly like I'm sure like having this podcast with just thoughts of it in the beginning, right? You had yeah. sure you had some fears about it, but look, you're doing it and you're having fun and you're smiling. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So what would you say were some of the biggest challenges that you and your husband faced in, um, in doing the business? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is creating a culture in the company mm -hmm. because I've never worked in an architecture firm and he came from a place where there was no culture. It was just work, work, work. Mm -hmm. But now at this day and age, everyone competes with culture and, you know, having uh, team members that are happy means, you know, retention and retention means better bottom line. So it's creating the culture where people want to be here and come in happy and, and enjoy themselves. So that's been a big growth space for us because us as individuals, we're so used to working on ourselves as individuals and growing mm -hmm. ourselves that we never had the opportunity to see what makes others grow. So having that as a challenge, as an obstacle has been great because it forced us to see what, what makes others, other people happy in order to have them want to be here. How many people do you have at your company right now? We have eight. Eight people. Yeah. And so how, how I mean, how, what has this challenge actually taught you? I mean, some, some companies are, um, First of all, congratulations for creating a multi-million dollar business, having eight employees. Like, I think that also actually puts things for me into perspective. Sometimes when you think about opening a business, you think like you will need to have, I don't know, hundreds of employees. But oh. I think um, it's so important to realize that even with, let's say, a smaller amount of people, you can create great things. Yes. And you don't, this day, you don't even need employees. You could use, you know, consultants, freelancers. It could, it could just be you and, you know, having vendors help you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to have, you know, we have a physical office and we have everything that a traditional company would have, but now you don't need to, you don't even need to do that depending on what you're doing. Everything could be internet based. You could work yeah. from home and make, And could make millions. That that's true. People do that. And so, how what like coming back? What has this uh, challenge actually taught you? Um, about community, about reflecting on how our actions, how that reflects onto others. It's huge. Like, can you name an example? Uh, name an example, uh, you know, because we were just like more just like work, 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 business, business, business versus and versus, okay, how can we make people feel more comfortable? So an example is uh, being e even more authentic mm -hmm. allows others to be even more authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. So people are able to be more themselves and people love that, you know, it's, You know, no one wants to come in to work and have like their work yeah. persona on. They just want to be, everyone just wants to be themselves and free. So that's been one of the things that, that you know, helped a lot. Just being able to like tell, you know, jokes that, you know, may not be necessarily appropriate for the workplace, but we just do it anyway. <laughs> do you think that has been a challenge for you personally before you, I like, um, identified or faced that challenge in the, in the workplace? Do you think like this was something that you had to learn something 
for yourself? Because I feel like sometimes, probably most of us feel like we always have to put on a mask, like you said, some kind of persona to, I don't know, have other people like us to, um, I don't know, get likes on, on Instagram, on whatever. I feel like so many people are just afraid to be themselves. Yeah, I don't think it's unique to me. I think everyone has that issue. Yeah, everyone everyone wants to be liked and loved. <laughs> and, you know, if something down the road might have happened and they felt like they couldn't be themselves completely. They didn't get the reaction they wanted, the response they wanted. So they were like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't be like this. Maybe I should be like that. The reality is, People are going to love you. People are, some people are not going to like you and that's okay. You know, that's just, just being yourself as long as you're, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone in the process, just do it. Would you say that has been, um, a success factor for your business so far? Because you said like, yeah. it was actually like just intensifying even more the auth authenticity of your company. Yes, definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah definitely helped a lot what else do you think when you're looking back at uh the course of you know of the growth of the of the company um what have been from your point of view the biggest contributors to the success that you have created together i, I always will, will point back to spirituality mm -hmm. you know meditating having a clear vision of what we want. And even if we don't have such a clear vision, just as close as possible, mm -hmm. aligning with what we really want and um, staying in high energy states. So even if you have a shitty day, mm -hmm. don't let it, don't let it dwell. Like just don't um, get out, get out of that mode. Some of the things I do to change my, my status, watch a comedy, You know, take a take a, a soul cycle class. I don't know if you guys have that in Germany. Um, you know, it's like just concentrate more on my daughter. So just there'll always be ups and downs. Just don't hang out in the downs. Mm -hmm. Get yourself up. Know that like, you know, it's a it's a it's a long journey. <laughs> so whatever's happening now is like it's nothing compared to the big scheme of things. So look at the big picture and don't get stuck in, in the minutia of some negativity that might have happened. I that like happened. that. Would you even say that the, um, the spiritual, personal, uh, let's say, um, level was more important or contributed more than, I don't know, all the, let's say, business savviness or processes or strategies um i wouldn't i wouldn't quantify more or less important i think mm -hmm. they're they're equally important i think you need to know what you're doing business-wise so like my husband is an amazing architect he is able to read clients as to what they want some of them better than themselves. So like he's an excellent executor. Everything's always done to perfection on time. So the work product is delivered. Mm. Like that's, you can't, you know, just being happy and, and, you know, in a good mood is great. But if you're not delivering what the client wants, if you're not providing the actual value, it's, that's not, your business is not going to go far unless your business is just to provide, you know, happy energy, <laughs> <laughs> which it would be an that interesting would, business. 
Yeah, there business is like that, you know, like coaches, like life coaches and, um, you know, motivational speakers, mm-hmm. like that's what they do. They provide you with like positive, beautiful energy, which is great. But, you know, in an architecture firm, we have to, yeah. you know, we have to deliver what the client requires. And as we've been growing, you know, um, we put on processes in place to make things more seamless and you know, making sure you're following all the laws, that you're compliant, you know, there's... There's a, you know, it, you have to run a business properly. You yeah, have I'm, to respect the business. I'm, I'm asking also for, for people who are, you know, just at the, at the point of starting out, I feel like there is such an overload of information and all those kind of programs, courses, whatever people who want to sell you on the perfect the perfect process on a perfect model on all those kind of things and sometimes I feel like the first step should really like be creating a good knowledge about yourself and about what it is that you you want to you know share and um, like you said for you what I'm hearing is like Having having so many people around you has already taken, I feel, a lot of maybe of the fears that other people might have about opening a business and just going for it. But um, sometimes I feel like we, we get discouraged from all the, the techno, the, the, the professional, whatever, technical uh, context where you just feel this yeah. overwhelm, like how am I ever going to be able to manage all of that? Well, I, I think you should just, you know, just start and you learn along the way. You just learn along the way. Otherwise, it's, you know, paralysis by analysis. Mm. Just like constantly. Yeah, there's going to be even and there's going to be even more and more programs out there because that's like the new the new trend with all these online courses. So that's only going to increase. Just just do it. Just do whatever it is that you want to do. Just do it and, al- and learn along the way. You will make mistakes and that's normal. Just do your best not to make mistakes that are detrimental. And, you know, detrimental mistakes are cash, not having the cash flow, meaning yeah. like if you don't have the money to keep your company going, you know, or, um, you know, just a lawsuit could be detrimental. You know, you need to know the big, the big things that can, um, you know, put a big dent into your business. Those books and courses, they're all great. Just start doing something. Yeah. And what would you say have been, have been like the biggest pitfalls maybe you or the both of you have made uh, in that journey? Was there ever even the moment where you said, maybe this is like not it? Maybe you... So... So because we're a husband and wife team, the biggest the biggest pitfalls I would say is letting the business affect our relationship. Mm. Um, but you know, in any in any pitfall, there's a great lesson and great learnings. Now, part of what I do is I'm a relationship coach mm-hmm. because I learned so much running a business with my husband and between the masculine and the feminine and the feminine being in her mask. Like I've 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 gone into my masculine and running a business and butting heads. And when you're butting heads and competing, because men compete, yeah. um, 
that was the biggest, I would say, pitfall so far. Mm -hmm. You know, that's been resolved. Thank God. You know, I worked on it and I feel I'm an expert now at this. (laughs) Um, So that's just being on the same page, aligned and and knowing you want the same outcome and not competing for what you think is best. What what has helped you? Is there some tips that you can share with us? Because I feel nowadays for women, it's much more likely to to become very masculine because like you said it's about competing and if even if you just want to move on into career right it's about having to compete with not only women but especially also other men and so when you don't really realize that you're just in constant action mode and just trying to beat other people it's getting really exhausting even for you like as a female so what has helped you like balance this out again and um also make it work with your husband um so i made it a point to be in my feminine which is allowing him to make the mistakes so you know i was my concern was i didn't want him to make any mistakes because for the you know in order to make sure the business is doing its best but it's okay like making him allowing him the space to make mistakes he will grow from that Mm -hmm. Uh, that's been huge not blaming each other you know just if 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 there's something that I don't like that he's doing I look at myself what did I do to cause that Mm -hmm. instead of like oh my god he's doing xyz but no it's like what what did I do to ignite that in him Mm -hmm. and maybe it wasn't even me maybe it was someone around me but knowing that you know he's he's doing his best He's innocent. He's, you know, he's doing his best. Um, you know, what I would say, if you're, if you're in a company in the workplace, I think the best way to quote unquote compete is to serve and provide value. Mm-hmm. So instead of like being more outspoken at a conference or, you know, making sure that you get noticed, I would just constantly provide value and share and serve. And then it's, it's, inevitable you will get recognized so it's competing but in the that's the more feminine way of competing by by being a giver Mm. instead of waiting to you know receive that's a good one I I haven't really thought about that before I like that yes yeah I think people are so afraid of you know their ideas being stolen or um you know them looking a certain way as long as you're just giving value, you will win. That's it. I love that. So everybody who's listening, like take that really to heart. Because um, from my own experience, like um, I've been in the masculine also for so long. And I mean, you just just for people to get an idea where they can really, I think, feel as women where the difference is. I think when you're at at the work and uh you're i don't know you're hustling and you're doing all 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 the steps to get to move forward and then just just have a look at how you feel at the workplace and then just go out with your girlfriends go dancing and then have a snapshot of how you're feeling in that moment because i feel like th- this is like the total like opposite sides where you can actually identify you know the energy um that we're talking about so so um how 
have you because you, like you mentioned you're also a mom and you're being very involved into um the the architecture uh company of yours so how do you actually balance those two things being a businesswoman but also a mom um i i do a, a, what now i would consider a pretty good job of organizing my time so i make sure my mornings i you know i spend with her get, get her ready for school bring her to school Then I, you know, I work and then I make sure that I pick her up and like dedicate the evenings to her. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't think I do anything different than most parents. I do my best to be as present as possible with her. I make sure to spend the weekends with her. She, you know, she, she goes to the, to grandparents very, very, very rarely. Like I make sure to spend the weekends with her. Um, that's a priority because I know she's going to grow up pretty quickly and then I'll have a lot more time to myself. So even though now I may sometimes want to just relax and, yeah. you know, have her at the grandparents, I just, uh, I make it a point to spend time with her because it's a precious time right now. Yeah. How old is she? She's four. Four. Yeah. And their subconscious is open till they're six. So right now major programming is happening. Yeah. So I want to make sure I'm the one that's programming her versus, you know, nannies and, the society and whoever else. So this is awesome. Do you ever feel like there's some kind of guilt creeping up in you for? No. <laughs> and uh, no. what would you say, I mean, or what would you contribute that to? Like not having I, it. Because I also have to enjoy my life. If, if I'm not happy, then I can't be a happy mom. And we do our best there's only so much we can do right like i think we should all stop beating ourselves up mm. we're doing awesome so it's like even if i even if i like you know yelled at her or whatever and i would look back and it's like oh i was i didn't control myself it's okay i just yelled at her it's not a big deal yeah i mean like like you mentioned we all make mistakes and um i love the fact that you know You're, you're taking it with, with such, so much, you know, consciousness, really. Because I, I think, like, this is sometimes a thing uh, that is missing. Um, I remember when, when I actually, just right before I knew I will, I will have a kid, I had this moment where I was like, you know, really the biggest gift that you can actually give to a kid is for you to be conscious about yourself, about, like about the programming that you have, right, that you already mentioned, and to make sure that you're not passing on the things that have affected you in a negative way, especially. So I, I really I really love the fact that you're making sure that she's actually spending much time with you and that you're passing on to her, like, what you feel is best for her. Yeah. Um, And then I just want to add at the same time, yeah. I'm sure I still pass on programming that's not necessarily, quote unquote, the best. But the thing is, it's okay. Like, we're all having a human experience. There's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, what maybe perceived the mistake, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Like, she needs to learn. She yeah. needs to see how people are. She can't be in a bubble of, like, this perfection that, you know, just knowing what, you know, everyone she's surrounded with, they're getting programmed and she, that's she needs to be aware so it's okay 
That's true. I mean, even I think for everybody, everybody individually, if you look back at the tough times in your life, uh, if it wouldn't have been for those moments, right, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. So, but, oh, of course, like making sure that you, from your perspective, are doing the best, I think, is the most important thing, like you said. We're all just humans and we're trying all our best. Has there ever been a moment, though, though, where you have received any kind of critique or comments from other moms or or people around you in your context that were criticizing you for, for the approach or for, I don't know, spending too little time with her, too much time at work or anything around that topic? Or are people rather... I, I don't know. I mean, if, if there was such a thing, I must have ignored it. I, I don't pay <laughs> attention to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, when someone's critiquing someone, to me, they're really critiquing themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so I think like this is the perfect just a moment to also shift into, let's say, your spiritual journey, because it seems like you're just so well grounded. And so like... I don't know even how to call that maybe self-assured or just yeah balanced that it's 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 a lot of work I work on that like I make an effort I work on it constantly like as you know I did you know platinum partners with Tony Robbins yeah and I have my spiritual teacher like it's I dedicate a huge part of my life Mm -hmm. to working on myself and you know doing whatever is necessary and I still have a ton of work to do but is it really work or is it just the journey like we chose to come on this to, onto this planet and have fun with all of this and it's um yeah I, I I think there's a safety net that we don't realize like there there are no mistakes you know yeah things may not turn out the way you you prefer them to but maybe this way was better like so I I think too many people give too much credit and put too much weight on how things have to turn out Mm -hmm. so So that's what is that your safety net like the thinking that there is like that you can only make like mistakes yeah, my, my safety net is knowing that I'm in good hands, good hands, meaning like God, the universe, mm-hmm. everything is fine. Like I, everything will be fine. You know, I think most people are just afraid mm-hmm. of things going wrong and they may, but in the big scheme of things, it will be fine. Right. I, I love that. And like, and, and you can really like, from my point of view, I can really feel like the like the fruit the result of all the hard work that you're putting into that spiritual development like I said it's just like you're so just so grounded I love that energy but like so how did your spiritual journey really start because like knowing that you're coming from Soviet Union where there's basically there was no religion okay it was like that even allowed right so how did that even like develop in you like the interest was there like one moment where you were like not not enlightened but one moment that just really kicked you off on that journey of wanting to know more 
So yes, Soviet Union, no religion whatsoever. Plus, my family's Jewish, mm-hmm. so that's like even the big, you know, biggest no-no. So I did not grow up with any religion whatsoever. But I think it was a gift because I wasn't programmed in the religious mm. ways, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times people now they talk about you know how you know they have like the Catholic guilt and you know like I don't I don't have any religious programming so big thing you know big scheme that was a beautiful thing that soviet union did not allow religion um and then i think in in college for sure that's when i had my big like depressive oh my god life sucks because everything that i did that i was taught to do did Mm -hmm. not lead to happiness i was completely lost Mm. i didn't know what to major in in college and I hated everything. And I even interned at MTV, which at the time was supposed to be the best place. And it was so corporate and dry. And I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, nothing's making me happy. And then somehow I stumbled upon a book that said, okay, in order to figure out what you really like, you need to meditate. Like, okay. Um, this so this was before Google. I looked up on Yahoo Yellow Pages online for meditation instructors, and um, my teacher was listed there. So when I came to him, he was like, "How did you find me?" He's like, "I'm not even listed because he doesn't he doesn't do it for money. He did it just as a service." Yeah. So when I was 22, I'm 37 now, so mm-hmm. 15 years ago, I started meditating, and that's how I got into spirituality, and I. And I saw how energy really changed my life because everything is energy. Einstein said it, you know, it's, it's that's just is. So when you meditate, you're able to clean out the wavelengths that are not as beneficial. Mm-hmm. So you're able to allow in more of the cleaner, clearer um, energy to help you propel. So that's been my journey. And so how has it, changed your situation back then i went from being completely lost and miserable and depressed to oh there's a light at the end of the tunnel i could make life pretty exciting and fun and um and get what i what i want if it's beneficial so that that's what spirituality it's for me it's it's a it's a game changer Mm -hmm. yeah so what are like what are some of the practices or um daily routines uh that help you strengthen really your connection so meditation you mentioned is there other things that you are doing that you can also you know recommend our listeners to doing if they feel like they want to establish a stronger connection with the divine or with the super conscious energy around us so i like to chant internally so there's a lot of hindu chants that are powerful like the gayatri mantra Mm -hmm. that's inviting the light into you so i internally sometimes just chant to myself no one knows it's you you can Mm -hmm. do it anytime and it helps me become more present and it invites that energy in i love doing that is there anything else that that has helped you 
Yes, whenever I have negative thoughts, becoming aware of them and knowing to recognize that they're not my thoughts, Mm. that I just picked up some stuff somewhere. And so that allows me to just like snap out of it. It really helps. Mm -hmm. One way to do that is look at yourself outside of yourself, like picture yourself being like a fly on the wall in the room, looking at yourself or like being so, you know, in the corner of the room and just looking at yourself. So that brings you into the present moment. In the present moment, that's where everything is happening. Mm. Most people are lost in the past or the future, and they're not fully living. But when you're fully living in the present moment, that's when you can actually make things happen. So that's been huge for me. Wow. And so... You, like like I mentioned in the beginning, there's tons of things that you've accomplished. And would you say that really sp- through spirituality, you were like you were able to achieve those or put differently? Like, do you think if you hadn't um, discovered spirituality for you, what meditation changing your energy can do for you, you would be at the same place right now? No. Of, of let's say success of no. um no i give that um you know like like you asked before you know mm-hmm. with business is like just being in the you know spiritual enough or or knowing the right business strategies necessary i would say 50 50 you need to do the the physical world work we're in the physical plane you can't just sit there and just, you know, wait for things to happen. You got to put in the action. The spirituality, I would give at least 50% to um, helping me get to where I am today. Yeah. And, and what would you, de- like, what would you define spirituality actually as for you personally? Like, what does it mean? I think it's having a certain relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and, the, and a certain, and being connected to the divine and um and actually living the teachings a lot of people know the teachings but they don't live it Mm -hmm. so for example a lot of people like to talk about other people and 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 yeah might be satisfying to the ego where you're like oh i'm better than that but the reality is you're actually hurting yourself in that moment you're you know you're you're wasting your energy on something that you could have been doing helping yourself and others around you so many people are talking about other people and they're they're talking about maybe even the practices but are not actively like living them yes living it like living the teachings live that's a game changer as well we all know this stuff it's a matter of actually living it you know it works if you work it Mm -hmm. and how do you make sure that you know, you you are actually able to living them because we all get caught up in our daily, you know, routines and our daily whatever things happening to us. How do you actually make sure that, you know, you have your space or that you're you're really like practicing those things that are important to you? Well, let me clarify. I don't do, you know, 90% of what I know I should be doing, you know, yeah. should be doing. You know, doing just a little bit really helps. So one of the ways that I do it is I have my I have my goals, mm-hmm. 
and I schedule my calendar based on things that will move me forward towards those goals. Mm -hmm. And I also leave time for not having to do anything Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we just, you know, we just want to be lazy and do nothing. And that's beautiful. So, you know, scheduling the big things and sticking to those and giving yourself permission to do absolutely nothing. And, you know, I really enjoy when things are being achieved. So it feels really good. It feels fulfilling. Yeah. So I, so that drives me. I want more of that. So would you say, because one, one other topic that I also, mm, that pops up a lot for me in, on social media is this topic of manifesting. Yes. Would you say that the way you've experienced this topic of spirituality has to do with actually manifesting those things or how do you explain that you know since you got um practicing meditation chanting and all those things that life have somehow well developed in a way that that you have um aimed for well i I think uh manifesting is it's the same thing as law of attraction Mm -hmm. which is it's yeah it's visualizing what you want putting work towards it and it will manifest i think just visualization alone is is not always enough sometimes it is enough if you're super powerful and you have the energy yeah visualization alone will help but i I think putting in the work makes it speed up a bit and it's also if it's meant to be because you know there's our take on what we want but there's also the bigger view and sometimes it's just not meant to be no matter how much we fight it yeah some yeah some and this is i think also a very important like lesson to take out of this um so me i i've met people who were so let's say set on on i i need to accomplish this like there was no other option for them but sometimes we just need to and they got so frustrated when that did not happen but like you said i was like that back then thinking like you know if it is a for example a certain job that you want and um you don't get it just think about you know you don't know who you would be working with maybe maybe it would be like a a super bad bad boss or whatever who's who's like um a col- uh, what do you call that even in english choleric does that word exist sometimes somebody who just freaks out all the time you know who ha- who's very negative the environment might not be you know beneficial for you there's so many things that we don't know we just get like so hung up on this image of the expectation that we have connected to this one thing and sometimes yes. when things don't work out you know like you said maybe it's happening for a reason for you maybe Uh, there's something better for you out there. Maybe there is, uh, you know, a learning that you have to take out of it. So not getting hung up or so, yeah, hung up on those things that you would like to happen for you, um, I think is very important. Um, yes, 100%. Yeah. So um, I think it would be awesome if we could actually give our listeners a little taste of 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 a meditation or um 
yeah that that you practice and you consider like very powerful sure so what i i normally when i do this i do it on my own and i walk myself through the different steps mm -hmm. and i'll i'll talk you i'll talk you through it and um yeah hopefully you'll have a fun experience and i I'm, we're going to put the Gayatri Mantra by Sai Baba as the background. Mm -hmm. And um, his energy is pretty potent and powerful. I really like it. So let's yeah. do this. Okay, let's close our eyes. Breathe in white light, the white light is beautiful, calm, white, energetic, energy. And let's breathe out darkness, which is any frustration, fears, negativity. And as you breathe in the white light, visualize the white light going all into your body and making now let's visualize our base chakra and have it fill up with white light energy. And let's have that energy move through our body, out, out, out of the top of our head, and down like a fountain of beautiful golden white energy that comes down into our body. Let's go to our second chakra, which is by the navel, and have that whole area become white, right, cleaning it out. And let's move the energy up through our body and over our top of our head and down like fountain. Beautiful, glistening, white, golden energy. And let's go to our third chakra, which is the solar plexus, and have that be all clean and white, visualize it, cleansed, sparkling. This is the solar plex chakra that meets the planet, meets the material world. So whatever it is that you want to accomplish in the material world, goes through the solar plexus. Let's get that out. And let's have it go body and top of our head like a fountain. And now, listening. Let's go to our heart chakra. And the heart chakra, like visualizing it being white, cleansed, and the energy go up the top of our head, and over is a fountain, listening, golden energy. Now let's go to our throat chakra. Throat chakra is probably one of the third in the world. So let's clean that out. As it's been known, we go up. 
top of your head and down. Beautiful, white over here. Now let's go to our third eye. And have that space all out. Down, down, now let's go to our, our heart chakra, where our soul looks inside, and let's visualize that moving our body going to the top of our head, flying out of the top of the building and into the sky above the clouds are, and out of our planet, and into the universe amongst the stars and the planets, and have your soul light into the sun. And in the sun, Let's energize and clean out our soul. Let's have our soul rejuvenated with beautiful energy that will make us more powerful, radiant, vibrant. Visualize the sun providing us with everything that we need in order to live the best lives possible. Let's thrive in everything business, family, personal, anything and everything. Now let's visualize our soul leaving the sun, the other side of the sun, hang out, and let's have it fly in the universe, and then let's approach this white space, and let's fly into white space, this beautiful white energy, and let's Fly all around my energy place. And let's have this way energy. Cleanse us to our core of who we are. In that white energy, let's visualize the force. And let's have us wonder where we come in. Ask if he has any messages for us. If he has a message, great. If it doesn't have a message, great. Do that. Now let's thank that face. Fly out, fly in space, visualize other doors, and let's fly in through one of the doors and ask a specific question that's on your mind. It could be anything. Now let's thank that space, that part of the universe, fly out, and 
Visualize again the white face four doors and find one the door and ask another specific question. And whatever answer you get, great. Now let's thank that space and fly back out. Let's be in the white space. Some happy plantas and bias. Let's fly out back on stars, see planet Earth, and let's go back to planet Earth, back to where you are. Have your soul enter back into your body, top of your head, into your heart. Have the white light of your soul energize, lens spread all through your body, and have it go out of your pores six feet out. And have that energy now turn counterclockwise to protect it. Now more energized, more vibrant, you have more clarity, you thrive even more. Now let's thank the universe for providing us with this opportunity of helping us heal, cleanse, energize. Thank you. I just really feel super relaxed now um, and I hope that everybody got some answers I certainly did very interesting <laughs> ones yes so the more you do this the clearer the answers will be because a lot of times we get our answers from our mind mm -hmm. But our mind is just software. It's whatever it's been programmed most of the time. But when we're able to put the mind to the side by using meditation techniques such as this and having visualizations, the answers that we get are closer to our truest purpose. Would you say that um, asking questions to the divine or the superconscious, however you want to call it, um, has actually helped you in navigating your life? It's, that's the way to navigate life. Yeah, if I could suggest, you know, people look for a morning routine. To me, you know, that's the, the best morning routine. If you could wake up and do a meditation And whatever challenges you may be facing that day, and you're not sure which way to go, ask the universe to guide you. Mm. And see how that plays out. Would you say that for people who might are who are who are listening and who might be like in this place of maybe let's say confusion or feeling like lost like you did, um back then in your in your college years um that would be a good way to start like figuring out let's say life for themselves yeah why why not who knows better than you and the highest version of you no one knows you the way you you know yourself and the way the universe knows you 
out of curiosity, like how much time did it actually take you to really, you know, become so good at this that, you know, every time that you're going to do meditation, you will get what you need. Because I think when you start out, it's so difficult to um, like turn off the mind chatter and to really be able to, you know, be be present not get carried away but by, uh, by all the talk like how long did it take you really were you to say like you know you've reached a quite good level of of you know consciousness or spirituality wh however you want to call that i mean there's so many factors that come into play i think um everyone has their own journey mm -hmm. and, and i think with god's grace it could be like It could happen overnight, but the reality is it's like going to the gym. The more you do it, the more intense you are about it, mm -hmm. the better your body will look, the better you'll have control of, you know, training your mind and not being affected by the chatter. Um, so I don't think, you know, I don't feel comfortable saying like how long, like I've been doing this for 15 yeah. years. I have been, but I haven't been consistent at all. Like I, you know, Just, just like everyone else, they have, you know, ups and downs. And, you know, once you become a wife and a mother, there's so, you know, there's not only do I have to deal with my chatter, I have to deal with my husband's chatter and my daughter's chatter. And I also, I find that if you live in a city and there's all these oh, yeah. human beings around you, there's a lot more chatter than if you're living in the suburbs or the country. There's, you know, the more people you have around you, the more chatter you're picking up. You know, we're like an antenna. So... So, you know, my, me, for me, where I am now, may, you know, for another person, they would have been here, you know, maybe five years because, you know, be, because they're, they're more intense about it. And, you know, they, they are single and, you know, living in the country. But, yeah. but you know, this is, this is, it's like gamble. You just, you never know. Or, and it's a constant, it's a, constant training it's constant so just like just show up guys and don't get discouraged yes and it's also you know what what how the universe tests you like i've been thank god blessed where i haven't had any thank god any tragedies you mm -hmm. know i didn't have i haven't had any major setbacks and you know some people they have you know The universe really tests them and you know it's it's easy it's easier when things are flowing nicely yes. and for the most part thank god my life has been flowing nicely and how actually uh like i said one year ago you said there was like this uh let's say this uh breeze of fun missing uh, like a little bit to um your experience how did you actually bring it back so I didn't realize that I valued fun as much as I did. Mm -hmm. So that, that was like the eye opening. I was like, oh, wow. Um, um, so how did I bring more fun into my life? Or I, I think, um, I think just enjoying what is even more so mm -hmm. instead of like seeking out the big moments, mm -hmm. just enjoying the little moments like and it's I guess it sounds cliche nowadays but it's so true it's it's like the older you get the more you get it <laughs> yeah and so. um 
if if you're willing to share with us but what would be the biggest wow experience that you have had due to your spiritual practices maybe it was like some insight or some i know i had i had a very like Im impressive let's say physical experience uh, the other week when i had a theta healing session but um what was maybe your most unexpected or most impactful experience that you've made through spiritual practices um <clears throat> i had so many just like watching the synchronicities mm -hmm. like really watching them and how they play themselves out it's so beautiful like nothing is random it really isn't so just watching that uh happening like spiritual awakenings where where i had memories of before coming onto this planet wow that's been pretty cool the memory of like coming onto this planet and how like from the moment i got here how it really affected my outlook on life wow yes um yeah there's so there's so many once once people are actively on this journey it's beautiful it's scary a lot of it is scary like oh but yeah yeah i know like i i i figure like you know you have to process all that like it's it's i think it's quite heavy yeah to, to, to like to, to get it in your I... in your mind somehow like to understand to um i guess to me it's more like more relief mm -hmm. like oh okay that makes sense otherwise life could be really scary it's like we're all going to die right but yeah. then but yet we take things so seriously and like you know it needs to be explained but no it's, it's you know there are no coincidences we're here to have fun and play and enjoy ourselves so enjoying ourselves i love that to um get to our final question which i like to to ask everybody so if um tomorrow was going to be your last day um what would be like three nuggets of wisdom i call it that you would like to you would have liked to leave with like six-year-old prima about life about everything that you've learned that something that you want to give her um as a, as a guidance for life what would those three things be oh that's such a beautiful question that like made me tear up a little bit I love <laughs> it. yeah um I would just I would just tell her you're freaking amazing. Just have fun. You know, just <laughs> have fun. You're amazing. Trust yourself. You, you know, life is beautiful. You, you know, you could do basically everything and anything that you want. Just and just do it. So I guess that's you know, that's a nugget. Um Another nugget is be present, be in the moment, mm -hmm. like really, 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 really enjoy your childhood, your teenage years, your 20s, your 30s, like mm -hmm. just really enjoy it. And the last piece of advice I would say, 
be nice to people. Everyone's having a hard time. Just be <laughs> nice to people. Don't add to it. You know, just help help them enjoy themselves. Not that I was mean or anything, but <laughs> I could just, you know, I'm sure there were situations where if I if I was nicer, I, you know, people would just would have a better uh, experience of life. So, yeah, be nice. Yeah, there's there's always a need for nice people. Yeah. So, how can people actually, you know, work with you, find you? Where can they do that? Because now you're also, you mentioned it already, but um, now you're also dedicating a lot of time to relationship coaching. You're starting. You started a a, a program or a course. Um, Maybe if you want to share some some words about that and how people can find and work with you. Yeah, so we're we're doing live workshops in New York mm-hmm. on relationships right now. I have a partner who's been doing this for many years as well, and um, I do one on one coaching, and uh, it's life coaching. You know, because things you know, life is just mindset and processes. The details may be different, but it's all the same. So the best way right now to, to be in touch with me is, is through Instagram and it's ignite underscore your underscore spiritual underscore magic, ignite your spiritual magic. That's, that's the best way to contact me now. And, um, yeah, we're working on an online course, relationship course. Yeah. Amazing. So Everybody of you girls out there who wants to maybe maybe you want to improve your your relationship with the divine maybe you want uh you know improve something in your life work on your relationship go and get in contact with Prima I'm I'm so sure that she will be help helping you like in the best way possible and um I mean, I'm so grateful for you taking the time today for sharing your experience openly with us, for giving us this gift of the meditation. I found it really incredible. I loved it. And so I hope that people really take something f- with them out of our session today. And um, yeah, just thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.